Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin Sleva, and this is the Casual Fridays REI podcast. Today, we're talking about if you're dwelling on your last mailer or not. Before we do that, though, let's talk about the Casual Fridays REI consulting program. Guys, basically, we're here to help. It doesn't matter if you're brand new to this and you just want some help picking and pricing a county, or you've been at it for a while and you're looking for some help on ways to expand. All you got to do is go to our website at casualfridaysrei.com, click on the consulting tab, walk through the sign up, and then we'll be in touch to help you get started. New week, new you, Mr. Southie. Okay. Isn't it? I guess. I it's don't it's know. a you, Monday. It sounds like you're going somewhere with that. It's a Monday. It's a new day for you. Life's looking greener, and you're glowing about stuff in Germany. <laughs> yeah. You found, you found a new crush. Yeah, in Germany. Yeah, I did. Harley Davidson breakout, <laughs> custom built. Yeah, well, you know, I've been on a high since our trip about getting a new uh, road bike, and I've had a really hard time finding them. Like, okay, so let me backtrack. There are countless companies out there who go buy Jeeps, mm-hmm. up, fix them up a little fix bit, fix them up, and then resell them. You're I thinking figured, like Starwood or somebody? Yeah, like yeah, that? that's okay. what I'm thinking. You would have thought there'd be countless places to do it with the Harleys, but I just, uh-huh. I've been Google searching like crazy trying to find that here in the States or locally or something, and I can't. Every single time I search, it leads back to this one company in Germany, Thunder okay. Bikes. Okay. Man, they make some crazy sick stuff, and so I, I mean, I came to you. What's what do you think it'll cost to get that shipped over here? Yeah, if it's I mean, if it's a price you said done, it's almost done. Yeah, uh, you need to reach out to them because I don't even know what those bikes cost. Yeah, well, it's in uh, the euro. I think I think is it euro? it's priced. I thought it was a pound, but it's it's a euro. I looked. Okay, and, yeah, and they weren't terrible. It was like twenty six thousand euros, which is I think the exchange rate when I looked was. Uh, one euro was equal to dollar fourteen. Yeah. Okay. Not terrible. Okay. I uh while I hear you looking at that, I'm sitting here trying to decide if I need to buy stretchy pants for for the winter because we had a cold front come through and it was a little chilly this morning and I still wore my stretchy shorts, but I'm thinking I might have to go to stretchy pants for, for winter and I'm not a pants guy. And so I'm I'm debating that. So I mean it's just as much exciting as a custom motorcycle from Germany. Well, I've already got custom pants. It's not a, it's not a concern. I mean, not custom. You get uh, stretchy. You stretchy got custom pants. pants custom stretchy pants. Yeah, I've, I've got stretchy pants. I don't have to, that's not a worry in my life because I have two pairs, so I can focus on other things. That's now. that's. I, mean, the, I got the senior citizen custom yeah. edition stretchy pants. That's right. That's right. Oh man, I love it. Well, speaking of dwelling on your last mailer, I am in the thick of speaking it. Speaking of, were we speaking? We were because that's what you call the show, right? That was like five minutes ago. But yeah. So you so technically in this time that we've been recording you spoke about dwelling yeah. on your last mailer okay yeah so i'm right in the thick of this mailer and i'm telling you it's been a while since i've self-closed some stuff and i'm not gonna lie kind of having some fun with it mm. had a lady cry on the phone for me tell me i'm a blessing i had to tell her my wife doesn't feel the same <laughs> my, my wife my wife thinks i visit hades every now and again but it was uh and you heard one of the calls we had just as we got here you know getting to hear the history of some of that a lot of times it's just get the purchase sales agreement send the title and wire the money and then get it to the agent and this time a couple of them just going to take care of myself it's a little different well i don't blame you especially with it's taken <laughs> half a year to get through title on a cash and you know that's what's led me to this on a couple i've, I've done i'm doing it on three properties right now 
and one of them's fifty seven hundred bucks. One is seven thousand dollars, and the other one's fifty two hundred dollars. So it's not like I mean they're not monster deals. All of them have chain of title back for at least forty years. They're clean. The most dirty one was the lady that just called, and the dirty piece about it is she changed her name because of divorce. So not a big deal. That's the beauty of knowing how to do your own title searches and whatnot. Yeah. And, and working with Casual Fridays to teach you how to do that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, because when you can see back and it's clean, it's totally worth it. Just, yep. just do it. And I mean, I've been so annoyed with title companies lately. Mm-hmm. I mean, and they're human too. So they're not perfect. They have a little bit more resources in their at their yeah. fingertips, but I was talking to our realtor the other day, and our realtor keeps saying they're just so backed up. I'm like, work longer hours, yeah, work harder, do something, you know, <laughs> a little overtime. Never killed anybody. I know if you're more backed up than you've ever been in your company's history, should you still work nine to five with an hour, hour and a half lunch every day? Yeah, no. So you work through it. They have those are those people that have like when you ever walk into a title company and you do your signing in person, they have refrigerator get you a coke get you a bowl of candy get you whatever you want you know they're in there snacking <laughs> and i'm sorry if you're a title agent and you're listening to this show not me get to work but i understand that when you started five years ago into now we know where that 15 came from <laughs> it's from the candy bowl it's from the cokes so i have a theory in life if they're giving you free popcorn free candy and cokes when you walk into the door they're charging you too much money that's my theory. Think about banks. They got free popcorn on Fridays. I haven't I haven't been inside a bank that had free popcorn in a long time. Oh, COVID, they kind of killed that, I bet. Even before then. Really? No. Wells Fargo always had it on Fridays. Uh, I guess I don't go inside very often. Okay. They got free suckers for the kids. Same thing. Mm, no, no kids. So yeah. <laughs> they do send a bone treat through the thing every now and then. Okay. So that's okay. nice of them. So dwelling on our last mailers, I mean, we kind of talked about that, you know, the last mailer I have, it's, it's kind of... Normally on Mondays we talk about price. You mentioned the consulting, but doing a test run with their ranking system and kind of some of their sort functions that they have and doing it generically, not going in and manipulating anything, saying, hey, this is what the data they provided and what it's going. And it's been going pretty well. It's kind of gotten back to pre-COVID numbers, which is surprising to me because it's all heavily worked areas. It's no secret county list hidden somewhere. But in talking to that, Deb from Rocket Print Mail reached out and she's like, hey, just wanted, she always calls and checks in, just see how everything's going. And... When she checks in with some of the clients, she says that, you know, the guys that are super successful, she said it again, she says this over and over to me, and I, I get it. There's guys that are, the guys and girls that are worried about, oh man, my last mailer, what am I doing? Versus the guys that have a marketing plan in place, and they put the marketing money to get it, and they run it out, and they say, okay, hey, give me 15000 boom, I'm going to send five, 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 and five. And they're not sitting there worried about it. They know that they just got to pump the number out to get the return they want. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually talking with somebody today, uh, a new member of ours, hopefully his name's Kenneth. He's in Fort Worth, so we went and met. Hopefully. Yeah. His name is Kenneth? No, no. Hopefully N- new, new member. New member, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Period. Yeah. His name is Kenneth. Okay. Um, I was like, hopefully his name is Kenneth. <laughs> and I'm, we're trying to tell, like, you know, he's asking the same normal questions, like what, you know, I don't know, why do people fail or whatever, mm-hmm. things like that. And it's always the same. I, I People, like, maybe they have a bad mailer and they dwell mm-hmm. on it, and then they never bounce back. Instead of learning what went wrong and how to improve it and do it again, right, it's like, mm-hmm. They do one mailer. It doesn't produce the results they want. They don't make a hundred thousand bucks on it. Yeah, and now they uh, they quit. They give up and they tarnish. Or you know, all of a sudden now land investing doesn't work, right? It's, yeah. it's or blind offers doesn't work. But it's the people who can move past that and mm-hmm. figure out, hey, 
what went wrong? What did I do wrong? Blah, blah, blah. And fixing that and moving forward and doing it again. Yeah, that was one thing. I'm glad you said that because one, you said making changes and moving forward. She made a comment to me that a lot of the land investors are trying to move to a postcard. Mm -hmm. And she was concerned about that. Because, I mean, you got to think, these are one of the biggest print shops for direct mail in the country. Postcard Mania is their business. You know, that's what they started at. I think they're... 100 million plus a year. 100 million plus a year. July was a record month for their company. Record month. In all 21 years that they are 20 plus years they've been in business. Wow. So the land people have really helped it out. She goes, I never saw a slowdown for COVID because our guys were still sending out mail. Our guys and girls were sending out mail. She said the one thing that concerned her because we're kind of like a financial institution. You're making an offer is that that switch to a postcard and you're trying to get somebody's attention with that being a financial offer. And And I started thinking about that and I was like, how many credit card companies send me a credit card postcard have you ever seen one like think about that for a second i don't i don't think so i i've never have either like i've seen like a packages that kind of look like the oh the big blue card but it's an envelope you open it up and it's kind of like a, a a birthday card if you will but it's never just a single like shiny postcard i think i mentioned that i got a blind offer on a postcard a couple weeks ago did you yeah i got one here this last week too and you know i who's teaching that I don't know. I have no idea. Normally I can tell who's teaching what by the letters I'm getting, but I haven't, I don't know who's doing that. And I, part of me wants to applaud them. Hey, you're making the business your own. You know, you're trying to make an adjustment here. I I get that. But then the second piece is if I have a professional that does this for a living, that's their job is to be a marketing, essentially marketing manager for a bunch of companies. If they're telling me, Hey, hold on, what are we doing here? I'm I'm a little concerned on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I guess I haven't tested it. Right now, I don't know anybody who has tested it, but it doesn't seem like it would be as... Postcards are... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, there's no... Like, our letters say who we are, what we do, what, you mm-hmm. know, it's two pages, right? Mm-hmm. How long have we been in this, blah, blah, blah. A postcard is just very cold, like, hey. I buy land. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if I like it. I'm, again, I'm not saying it doesn't work, because, again, I haven't I haven't tried it, but I do split test a bunch of our letters and try different, you know, purchase and sales agreements, different letters, where I bold, what I bold, do I add color and do I write a handwritten text on top of it? And, you know, a lot of it, that this, this last letter I used seemed to have worked pretty good. And it's, it's pretty, you know, like, hi, I want, I want to buy your land here. And that's, it's bold and highlighted, underlined, you know, right up front. That's the first thing. So you could read the three highlighted lines and know exactly what I'm doing. But I don't know. I have kind of, and this is, I've had this conversation with a few people that a few of our listeners over this last week during consulting calls and uh, mentor um, meetings. And I've been like stuck on the mindset for so long, like ROI, how much money did I put in the land? How much am I going to get back? And I, the last couple of weeks, I've really been at this mindset of how much do I put into marketing and what does that generate me back? Not so much what's holding the land, the, the amount of money that's holding the land, but how much marketing and what does it generate? And is that consistent? Is it? Do you know? I, Have you I, measured it yet? I, I don't know that I've ever measured it. Like, I mean, look at project one, what we did there. I looked at what um, I did with this last mailer and what it's generated so far. And, you know, I'm like, okay, if, if money wasn't an object for the acquisition piece, like you didn't have to worry about that, then you would only worry about what you spent on marketing and what that returned you. Like by default, that's what your mind would go to, right? Mm, I don't know. If you, if you, money wasn't a thing to buy property and all you had to do was worry about a marketing budget. I mean, you would obviously think about every month what you're going to spend for marketing. Okay. Yeah. I, it's, it's hard for me to really tell because right now all we think about is, at least for me, it's how much I spend on marketing comes second to how much I'm going to have to spend on buying the land. See, and that's, 
probably three and a half years, I've thought that way as well. But now I'm almost at the point where I don't know that money's an issue to buy land. The aqua, I mean, we had this conversation earlier where we were like, hey, if we had somebody send us a thousand acre ranch and we're like, well, it just all comes down to price, you know? And they're like, okay, well, we'll let you know. And you're like, yeah, I don't think that's really a problem. We could get that money now. But if money wasn't a thing, I I just, I'm finding it a hard time. Is, is that the mindset shift maybe at a different level in the business that you go, okay, $30,000 a month in marketing material, data, mail, it's going to generate me 400,000 bucks. So I know I, if I did that every month or every six weeks, that's going to generate X. And is that how we start forecasting? I'm asking a question because this has really been hanging me up. Mm. Like I, I understand if I'm a guy that has 10 grand and I spend 2,500 on marketing material and I only have $7,500 to buy property with after that, and I'm mailing, you know, properties and cost me three to $7,000 each. I know I can buy one, maybe two, and then I'm looking for a funding partner. So now I'm, I'm at a little different stress level. So, and I'm wondering if that's a shift in a business. Maybe. I mean, I still think about that too. I'm like, what, you know, what you just said, but on a bigger number, I'm like, oh, we spent 30,000 on mail. got $250,000 to spend. Like, what if I go over, you know, what if we, yeah. what if we get back a million dollars? But even, I think that's a false thought because even for our, us to come up with a million through everyone we know and created, mm-hmm. right. That's not a, not a problem, mm-hmm. but I don't know, maybe, maybe you're just, Head of the game, head ahead of me, you know, that's, and you're on it. That's the journey. That's the journey. We're living this journey and sharing it via the podcastville, and um, we're giving these people these free nuggets of information just for liking, subscribing, and following, or whatever yeah. whatever you tell them at the end of the show. Well, what I tell them <laughs> is that, as always, do us a favor. Go to Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Give us a like, follow, subscribe, and then go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, go to wherever else you're listening to us, like, review, and subscribe to the show. We appreciate it. We love you. See you Wednesday. Okay, that's so what I tell. Them. That's 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 what we're doing. That's what we're doing. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll see you Wednesday. All right, bye. <laughs>